everyone, and welcome to the Homicide Homegirls podcast, a weekly true crime podcast examining the true crime cases that fascinate and intrigue us. I'm Arielle. And I'm Amanda. Thanks for joining us. We can't wait to share the details of this wild episode with you. Welcome back, listeners, and happy Wednesday. Hey, guys. Um, Today, we're going to discuss the disappearance of Rebecca Coriam, a 24-year-old Disney cast member who disappeared while working aboard the Disney Wonder cruise ship in March 2011. No way. in case you guys don't know, Amanda and I are both very obsessed with Disney. We are Dis nerds. Right. We've been to Disney three times together. Three. Mm-hmm. It's and been a long time since we we've actually, been. We um, actually, last week, I asked Ariel, uh, can we go and just leave everyone else at home? Right. I mean, I don't have anybody to come with me, but I'm like, Ariel, it's just like old times. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so that, that part of this case really intrigued me. That's yeah. kind of why I picked it. So... This case took place in international waters, so I guess this is technically our second international case. Uh, the first one being episode 13 on Taylor Van Deest, who was murdered in Canada. Actually, Taylor's case was in 2011, too, so kind of weird. Yeah, kind of weird. So anyway, I'm just going to jump right in. Uh, Rebecca Coriam Bex to her family and friends. Bex? Mm-hmm. Like B-E-X. Um, yeah, Bex, like B-E-X. So that's like, I guess, Her nickname. derived from Rebecca. Rebecca, yeah, like Bex. Okay. Um, did you watch You? No. Um, her name's Rebecca. Or no. No, I think her name's Guinevere Rebecca or something, but she goes by Bex. Oh. So, yeah. Just yeah, I didn't get little, into that show. Yeah. I didn't give it, even give it a shot. Oh, well, it's really good. Just a little side note there. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so... Rebecca Coriam was born on March 11th, 1987, in Chester, England, to parents Mike and Annie Coriam. Uh, she also has a sister named Rachel. Um, I don't have too much of like her childhood, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, Rebecca was a youth activities counselor coordinator for Disney Cruise Line, and she was working aboard the Disney Wonder when she vanished. Oh, like the kids activities, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like she was in charge of. I guess, like... Kids club or... Right. And I'm going to get into that a little bit. But So I did some Googling on what exactly a youth activities counselor was, and I came across, like, tons of reviews from former Disney Cruise Line cast members who worked in that job. Mm -hmm. Um, And I came across those on Indeed.com. And it seemed like this job was just taking care of the kids who go to, like, the kid camps on the cruise Mm -hmm. ships. Um, and I've never been on a Disney cruise, but I've been on like a different cruise line. Mm-hmm. And I know there are like these kid day camps where you can drop your kids off and just <clears> go do, up. huh? And just YOLO it up. Yeah, like just go do your own thing. And there's like different activities for the kids to do. And uh, from what I saw on the cruise, I was, I mean, I was like 15, so I was too old to go to it. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, like a daycare. So, you know, you're just taking care of That's why I said kids, kids club. Like, yeah, they, I think that's what they call it, kids club, kids yeah. camp. I've like never that. been on a cruise, but I've but heard. Anyway, from the reviews on Indeed, I found that I found out that most of the time cast members or employees sign uh, contracts to work on the Disney cruise ships, and they're usually four months in length where you work seven days a week, ten hours a day. And then you get six weeks unpaid vacation before you return for your next contract for, like, another four months. So you work every single day on the ship. 
Apparently. Wait, so you work one week on, six weeks off? No, it's a four-month contract. You work seven days a week for four months on the ship. Oh. And then you get, after that four months is over. Then it's like you're off. You get six weeks, like, unpaid. Yeah, right. when you, and then you go back for your next one. So um, this the person reported that the pay isn't that great, but, you know, you don't pay for room and board, including food. So it's kind of worth it. Yeah. Um, but that just sounds like. That, that probably, sounds exhausting to me. Working no, that every sounds like fun. Day, every single day, ten That's, hours a day. I mean, it, if you work <clears> at <throat> Disney, though, like yeah. it's probably fun. And the only thing I think it would suck is like if they don't get paid that much when they're working, then their unpaid time. It's like they have to plan mm-hmm. for those six weeks of not being paid. So right, true, true. Um, so yeah, I don't know. But, the, you know, they said there are there is a lot of time still to, you know, like, enjoy the ship and do things. Like, it's yeah. after you get off. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. It's a pretty magical place. I, I don't think. Yeah. But I, I, then again, I don't know what it's like being behind the scenes. But Yeah, I don't either. Never worked there. I just know their cast members are the truth. Right. But, anyways, so according to the website that Rebecca's family has set up, which is Rebecca-Coriam.com, in 2010, Rebecca went to London to interview with Disney Cruise Line, and she got the job, and she started working on the, you know, with the Disney Cruise Line in June of that year, in June of 2010. So she's from London? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Or technically Chester, England, which I don't know where that is oh, in the vicinity. But she's, she's, yeah, she's not from, an American. No, she's, like, British, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Rebecca flew out to Florida and spent four days in the Disney World Park for her training in June of 2010. I'd be in heaven. Right. And she sailed her first cruise of the Bahamas, going to different ports, including Castaway Cay mm-hmm. on Disney's private island, which, fun fact, that's where the Black Pearl from the Pirates of the Caribbean is docked. So I guess, like, it's an attraction, like, you can go look at it or whatever. You know I'm not a Pirates fan. What is wrong with you? A lot. How much time do you have? <laughs> yeah, A lot. Anyway, so then she spent so she spent four months on you know that cruise, and then she returned home for two months, which kind of is about the six weeks, kind of like we talked about, maybe a little bit more. But she spent those two months, you know, hanging out with her friends, shopping for new clothes as a treat from her parents, and keeping fit. Like she was really into like working out, running, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, so then Rebecca returned to America um, to work on the Disney Wonder, which was sailing from Los Angeles to Mexico. And she completed one trip visiting all the ports along the Mexican Riviera and sailing the Panama Canal. So, but during that cruise contract, Rebecca's grandfather, Thomas Francis Jennings, sadly passed away. Mm -hmm. So she went home for two weeks to attend the funeral and be with her family. Uh, It was her mom's dad. but sadly, that was the last time that the family saw Rebecca oh, before yeah. she went missing. Because then she went back. Yeah, to work. Yeah. So we're just going to jump in her last known whereabouts. Um, Rebecca was reported missing on March 22nd, 2011, uh, when she didn't show up for her 9 a.m. shift aboard the Disney Wonder, just 24 hours into a seven-day cruise from Los Angeles, California, to the Mexican Riviera. So it was assumed that she was lost at sea, although no one had actually seen her go overboard. So, like, she didn't show up. 
Right. They which, started looking for her. Right. Which is mm-hmm. not, I mean, you're, you have nowhere to go. Well, you're contained. Right. But, well, I guess once they can find her, they assumed she was lost at sea. Right. And actually, I, I think another cast, an unnamed, I'm doing air quotes, an unnamed cast member said that they saw her jump off the ship at 3 a.m. But this would be... This would be proven false later. Like, the, mm-hmm. So I'll get into that, and I'll, I'll mm-hmm. bring it up again, and I'll mention why that's not right. But, yeah, I guess maybe that's why they assumed that she was, you know. Those rumors, I tell you. Right. The next day, the ship docked in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, and I probably butchered that, so don't judge you me. You sounded so white. I did. I am very white. Uh, where the Mexican Navy and the U.S. Coast Guard searched for Rebecca, like, in the water. Uh-huh. But... After finding nothing, the cruise ship continued its journey back to Los Angeles, California. Yeah, they can't. Just, without her. They, they I mean, can't. they have 4,000 people, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, they can't just leave those people. Right. I mean, keep them out there. Right. So, you know, Disney called Rebecca's parents. So, upon being notified of her disappearance, uh, her parents, Mike and Ann, immediately made their way to Los Angeles as well so that they could be there when the ship got back. Mm-hmm. So, they flew to L.A., um, her parents assumed that the FBI would be involved in investigating Rebecca's disappearance once the ship was docked, but that wasn't the case. And I'll explain. I was about to say, like, I'll explain how any, it works. Um, foul play suspected? Is that when FBI gets involved? No? Okay. No. The FBI said it was not their jurisdiction. So for tax reasons, most ships tend to be registered under flags of convenience in small countries such as like Panama, Libya, Bermuda. So if crimes are committed aboard these ships, it is up to the flag nation to investigate. So national jurisdiction only extends up to 24 miles offshore. And after that, the law is of the country of the flag who's registered. registered, Yeah. Um, So in Rebecca's case, the Disney Wonder was one of 80 cruise liners registered with the Bahamas. So the Bahamas... Yeah, the Bahamas was the nation responsible for um, the investigation. Mm-hmm. So once the ship docked, the Coriums spoke with Disney employees aboard the cruise ship at the time that she disappeared, and they were shown CCTV footage of their daughter making a phone call in the crew member break area on deck five in the early morning hours uh, around 4.45 a.m. So this is where... Like I said, they said they saw her jumping off the ship at 3 a.m., mm-hmm. but that couldn't have been true because she was caught on CCTV at 4.45 a.m. Oh, so, um, yeah. yeah. Or 5.45 a.m. I've seen both times Depending in various time articles. Zone. I don't know. I've just, I've just seen 4.45. I've seen 5.45, so I don't yeah. know which one is right. Disclaimer. Right. Um, yeah, like I said, she was in, like, the crew member lounge break area, um, and that was the last sighting of Rebecca. So in the CCTV footage, it appears that she's wearing men's clothing, which is going to be important. So she's wearing men's clothing, and she's on the phone, and she looks upset. Like, she looks very distressed. And was I will she post... in a relationship? Yes. She was. Who? I will get there. So I'm going to post pictures of the CCTV footage. You can just tell, like, she's in very baggy clothes that look like men's clothing. She's on the phone. She's, like, distressed. She's got, like, her face in her hands. Like, so something was going on. Yeah. She was Um, distraught. Right. She looked to be upset. And officials on the ship 
suggested to Rebecca's parents that after placing that phone call, she went out onto the deck of the ship to think and was swept overboard by a large wave. Hmm. Is that them putting it lightly? Or... I, I don't know if that's maybe just them sweeping it under the rug, but I don't, I don't know how that's possible. And I'll elaborate a little bit on more on why that's like not likely uh-huh. in my mind. I'll get there. But... In your brain. <laughs> right. Um, so... Of course, Rebecca's parents were reluctant to believe that. Mm-hmm. So the Disney officials brought them to the place where they alleged Rebecca went out onto the deck and was then swept overboard. Um, and her mother has said that she felt like there was no way Rebecca could have fallen overboard or have been swept overboard by wave from that area of the ship because there were like giant walls mm-hmm. there. So it'd be really hard, I would think, for her to just be swept over by a wave and, and for nobody to notice Mm-hmm. So, but Disney officials even brought the Corium's flowers to lay at the spot where Rebecca went overboard. Oh. And her mother, Rebecca's mom, told SBS Dateline, which is um, like date, Australia's Dateline, okay. um, that it was almost like a wake for their daughter. Oh. After the FBI refused to get involved, the investigation was handled by a single detective from the from the Bahamas, Mm -hmm. and you know, as I previously mentioned, that's where the ship was registered. So according to a Daily Mail article, the detective was flown 1,500 miles from the Bahamas to Los Angeles via Disney private jet to investigate Rebecca's disappearance. According to an episode of SBS Dateline out of Australia, the detective Paul Roll only spent a few hours aboard the ship and interviewed just a handful of the thousand crew members before flying back. You know, I was going to, I didn't want to, like, jump to assumptions, but I felt like, for one, like, the way it's registered and how they're responsible for the investigation, like, whoever was going to be assigned that that case, mm-hmm. probably, and I hate to say it, sound like this, but probably didn't care. Right. You know, like, and they're, it's almost like they, you know. And they're under, under-equipped to do this kind of investigation. Like, That's, it's insane how many people go missing on cruises. And there's basically like no law enforcement aboard. Like the law oh, enforcement, I never about that. the law enforcement, uh, quote unquote law enforcement people aboard cruise ships. I read are basically like rent a cops, like mall, like mall security guards. So like they really can't do much to investigate anything, you know? Right. They're just there to make sure yeah. nothing gets out of hand. Yeah, and like I didn't know any of that about the cruise ships and stuff. And then when I told my I husband. Ne- I've never been on a cruise, but right. I, I, I would have, have thought. But, I have, but now it's like, I don't know. And now I, I told my husband about it, and he's like, yeah, we're, so you, what you're telling me is we're never going on a cruise. Wrong-o. <laughs> no, I'm going to send you on a cruise. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, so the detective did not collect any evidence. No forensic workup was done. And the area was not blocked off as a potential crime scene. Well, I mean, 24 hours in, she goes missing. They would have had to... Right. By the time they got back, it had been days. The other six days. Yeah, true. You know? True. So, after the sketchy investigation, Detective Roll concluded that Rebecca must have been washed away by a freak wave on the second day of the week-long cruise from Los Angeles to the Mexican Riviera. And to make it worse, at the end of the day... When he left the ship and flew back, 
The ship turned around and headed back out to sea with all new families and occupants just hours after it returned to Los Angeles without Rebecca. I mean, business as usual. Right. Which is sad. Who was she on the phone with? I don't know. I don't know if that was ever Mm. released because I didn't see it. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I wonder if they even looked into that. I don't know. But after nine months, the Bahamas Police Department um, declared that her disappearance was not suspicious. What? Mm -hmm. Wrong. So three days after Rebecca's disappearance, Disney released a statement to CruiseLawNews.com stating, quote, the Mexican Navy has been conducting searches since Tuesday, and we immediately contacted the FBI and the Bohemian Maritime Authority, which is leading the investigation on this matter. We have also conducted a thorough and comprehensive inspection of the ship and spoken with the crew members' colleagues to gather as much information as possible, end quote. Yeah, I don't... And then Disney also told CruiseLawNews.com that they had notified the U.S. Coast Guard as well. I don't know. I feel like it's a business, so they're going to protect themselves. Right. And, of course, Disney, you know, you're supposed to the happiest place on earth. Yeah. Was this the only Disney cruise? Second. Only the second Second. one. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll mention that a little later. I think the first one was in 07, but I don't know if it was, like, a crew member. I'm not sure. But it's... The only, there are only two people to ever go missing from a Disney cruise. Oh, so, so that's it pretty, may have been a, a patron or whatever. Yeah, it um, might have been like a, like a guest. occupant, a yeah. guest. Yeah. So, and when a Disney Cruise Line spokesperson was contacted for the SBS Dateline episode in 2012, they said, quote, while Rebecca's disappearance is heartbreaking for everyone at the company, any questions on the issue should be directed to the Royal Bahamas Police Force, end quote. Cop out. Yeah. They, uh, what is it? Defla- you know they defla- did their own investigation, but of course they're not going to say it. They're, ne- they're never going to release that. Right. So, that's happened in, in 2011. And you asked if she was in a relationship. So, about to answer your question. So, in 2017, Rebecca's girlfriend, oh. at the time of her disappearance... Wait, 2017? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so this so was like, she came out okay. in 2017 okay. and broke her silence. So her name was Tracy Medley, and she broke her six-year silence and told the son that she has nothing to hide. And in addition to dating Rebecca, Tracy also had a boyfriend named Devin Hyde, who was a bartender on the ship. Was Tracy employed by the ship? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. she was also. They, that's how I think they. That's how they met. Okay. They met in like 2010. So according to Tracy. Uh, Rebecca had drinks in the ship's bar with Tracy and Devin the night before she disappeared, which ended in a threesome that took place in Devin's room. According to Tracy, Rebecca initiated it. And once it was over, Rebecca told Tracy she wanted to go for a walk, but Tracy didn't want to go with her because she said she was kind of drunk and she just wanted to pass out and go to sleep. But Rebecca needed something to wear, so Tracy told Devin to give her some clothes. Yeah. So, and Devin even left the door unlocked so, like, Rebecca could get back in. She said she was coming back. They thought she was going to, you know, mm-hmm. return. It makes me wonder if, like, like, she probably, this is just me totally speculating, but, like, Rebecca probably knew that Tracy had the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And it, in an effort to... 
like appease him. Pacify or mm-hmm. satisfy the girlfriend. She, she went along with it. And yeah, participated in peer pressure kind of thing. Or, I mean, or they like said a, it was her idea, right. but maybe like trying to make your girlfriend happy. Yeah. yeah. So like I said, they thought she was coming back and then she never did. When they woke up, the door was still unlocked and she wasn't there. So, but despite Tracy's story, Rebecca's family believes that she was instead sexually assaulted, that she wasn't, it wasn't consensual. Hmm. And Rebecca's parents believe this because two of Rebecca's best friends visited them after Rebecca disappeared and told them that Rebecca had voiced fears to her friends of being raped or sexually assaulted while aboard the cruise ship. Mm. So, and I don't know, like... Yeah. Why? Like what that stemmed from? Like why she had those fears? Mm-hmm. But so yeah, those her are two parent, very different um, ends of the spectrum. Right. Like one is the promiscuous, and then the other is assault. The fear, yeah, the fear right. of assault. So um, Tracy also went on to say that she believes Rebecca committed suicide by jumping overboard because she wasn't the happy-go-lucky person that her parents and the media made her out to be. Mm -hmm. Tracy even went further and said that Rebecca had attempted suicide but couldn't go through with it, telling Tracy that she felt, quote, like a failure because she wasn't brave enough to jump off the ship, end quote. And Tracy gave examples of how Rebecca wasn't as happy as everyone portrayed her to be, telling the son, quote, Rebecca felt like a misfit. She felt that her family was ashamed and that she was a, was ashamed that she was a lesbian. She once mentioned how her sister was embarrassed of the new friends she started to hang out with, end quote. So her parents knew that she was a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, I mean, I would sort of take this as with a grain of salt. I mm-hmm. mean, who knows how true that is? Right. And it came from the Sun, which is kind of a gossip-type magazine. Yeah. So I would just kind of... Yeah. Take that with a grain of salt. But I felt like I couldn't not mention it. Uh-huh. So, anyway. So, yeah, Rebecca's parents weren't really getting the answers that they wanted. So, Roy Ram, who is a retired uh, former commander of special operations at Scotland Yard, uh, he got involved in the investigation. Uh-huh. And he's compiled a detailed report into her case. And I'm pretty sure he's doing this for free. Uh-huh. Yeah, he came across, like, a news report of the story, and he just felt compelled to help. I got you. Which is really cool of him. Um, But he believes she was the victim of sexual assault, and after this, that she was either pushed overboard by her attacker, or she was so distressed from being sexually assaulted. And drunk. Yeah, she took her own life, right? So. Oh, um, there's so many theories going through my brain. right. So Roy spent 27 years working for the Metropolitan Police. Um, so he, like I said, he's helping them for free. Mm-hmm. And he explains in a 2017 Daily Mail article, quote, I was so moved by Rebecca's case, I wanted to help, to use the skills and knowledge I acquired during my police career. I was aghast by the appalling quality of the investigation. I thought it was awful. There were so many things that didn't look right. To me, it was more about keeping the ship on schedule than finding the truth about Rebecca, end quote. Yeah, like the show must go on kind right. of thing. So throughout his own investigation, Ram noted several flaws in the case, and I'm about to list them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you want if you want to interject after each one or if you want to wait. We'll see. Okay. 
We'll see how they strike you. Okay. Yeah. So he found several flaws. One, the small number of interviews that Detective Roll conducted were never recorded. So first of all, he didn't interview that many people, like a handful of people. And he didn't have any record of no. interviewing those no. people. Yeah. That's no. a problem. So, Same thing, like, like, I feel like if she was on the phone, on the camera, so distraught and upset, like, why wouldn't you look into... Who she was on the phone. Yeah. Like? And I think it was like a landline. Not a landline, because it was on the ship, but I think it was like attached to the ship. So I don't... They mm-hmm. should have been able to track that. But I didn't see anything about it. If, if she was on her cell phone, they could track that too. I right. mean, it was 2011. Right. So, two, that no forensic examination was performed on board the ship. Like, no swabs, no, no pictures, nothing. no... Nothing. Including Deck 5, where Rebecca allegedly disappeared from, according to Disney officials. And, um... <laughs> this is crazy. It been crazy, girl. <laughs> um, although the CCTV images of Rebecca were... Um, they say she disappeared from Deck 5, but the CCTV images of Rebecca were actually from four decks below on Deck 1. Wait, what? Yes. So... I'm getting so confused. So, yeah. Ram, during his, during his investigation... He actually noted that when he obtained the original CCTV footage, that the CCTV footage shown to Rebecca's family was doctored and cropped so that the timestamp as well as the location is not visible. So, like, Disney told them, oh, this is her on the fifth deck five in the video. When actually, when he got the original... It was deck one? Yes. So she wasn't on deck five? No. She was not on deck five in that video. In deck one, it is physically impossible for her to have gone overboard because there's no outside access on deck one. Mm-hmm. And they're saying she went overboard on deck five, but from the layout of the ship and what I was looking at, in order for her to get to deck five, she would have had to have passed another camera at some point. Yeah, I was going to say, like... And there's no other videos of her like, anywhere getting to Deck 5. In relation to Devin's room. Right. I don't like, know. how close was he on Deck 5? Was he on Deck 1? Yeah, like, I don't know where a cast member's quarters were. Right. I don't know anything about a ship. Now, I do know that the medical, like, area, or the nurse, yeah. is on Deck 1. So she was sexually assaulted, mm-hmm. and she's on deck one where the medical mm-hmm. nurses. Maybe she went and reported it, and there, it was like a cover up. I don't know. Yeah, this is like very rabbit hole. Yeah, it's very easy to fall into a rabbit hole in this case. Mm-hmm. So that's just sketchy that Disney cropped the footage and showed her parents, and her parents have still never seen the original footage. They won't release it to her parents. Like, they released it to the investigator. I guess, because he got it somehow, right. but yeah. her parents have never seen it, like mm. the original footage, which, that's so sketchy. Like, why? So they cropped it so they can't see that it says deck one on it? Which so is... Because mm. so, they can tell... Because, I mean, if it, you can't see that it says deck one or what deck it is, you, they can tell you what it's whatever deck right. they want. So that's really sketchy. So number three... Rebecca's personal possessions, including her phone and laptop, were never examined. Wait, they had her phone? Yeah. Yeah, I guess she, so I guess she didn't have it with her. But yeah, they never looked into any of them. So, that's sketchy. Wait, that's so weird. If she was on her, her phone? 
I think she, I don't think she was on her cell phone. I think she was on, like, the like a deck cruise phone. ship phone. Yeah, deck phone. Um, so, number four, Rebecca's favorite shorts, when returned to her parents, were ripped in the crotch area. <gasps> which her family believes that it's a sign of a violent struggle. And apparently those are shorts that she wore, like, all the time. Like, it's her favorite pair. She wore them all the time. Mm-hmm. They, like, did, did they never, like... Look into that. Not her parents. Well, you know, like right. investigators, like they. Well, no, because he, he's there for two seconds. Mm-hmm. And number five, flip flops that were said to be Rebecca's and were found on deck five, where they said she went overboard, and they gave allegedly. them. Yeah, allegedly, and they gave them back to her parents, saying, "Oh, these were hers, were the wrong size, and had the name and cabin number of a different cast member." written on their souls how can you just uh, like uh, like think that's right. okay and, and her parents were like yeah these were not a style that she would have worn anyway and i've seen a picture of them they kind of look like the old navy like two dollar flip-flops mm-hmm. and they were white and they had like floral pink and yellow floral on them but like they said like she wouldn't have worn like, i mean you know yeah i know what kind of shoes you wear you know what kind of shoes i wear my family would know like if i would wear something like that you know i don't know i feel i feel like that's I mean, did she go home on all, all of her, like, unpaid vacations? Like, I think so. Okay. Because I was going to say, like, if she's, like, in the States and, you know, like, yeah. if she never goes home, then you... You know, yeah. Yeah. But the fact that they had somebody else's name and Yeah, that's a red flag. Written on them. Something else mysterious to note, and I never did get to the bottom of this, but Rebecca's credit card was used two months after her disappearance. What? So, in May of 2011, Rebecca's mom received an email from her daughter's bank that there had been recent financial activity on her card, but hmm. I, I don't know. Nothing turned Nothing up. ever came of that, I don't think. Um, or at least I couldn't find anything. Um, but according to Ram, you know, the, the private investigator, quote, I believe it's a cover-up. It's a PR nightmare for Disney, and they just wanted it to go away. As one crew member told me, they don't want anything to happen that takes the smile off Mickey's face, end quote. Hmm. So I really hope Disney doesn't come for me. Or they could could totally just give me a free trip. Right. Um, Additionally, uh, Ram says that there are serious questions to be asked as to why the ship didn't turn around to look for Rebecca after she was reported missing when she didn't turn up for work. But I guess I can understand. I mean, there's like a ton of people on that ship. A lot of money that would have been not for. I mean, not for them because they're not going to hurt, but like all these people. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I think it kind of see both sides. And when a search was finally carried out almost a day later by the Mexican Coast Guard, uh, Ram says that it was in the wrong section of water. Like, it wasn't even where she would have fallen off. Right. Hmm. And, I mean, how do you know? Yeah, I guess based on the timing, they're thinking she went overboard, it allegedly, between 6 a.m. and, like, 9 a.m. Well, because she didn't show up for work at 9. So that's And she was seen on, like, CCTV footage at, like, 545. Mm -hmm. Or 445 or 545. Right. I've seen both. Um, But Ram says, quote, the temperature of the sea at that time of year would have meant that anyone who fell into it could have survived for 14 hours, end quote. Because it was in March, so it was probably still pretty chilly. No. I mean. No? Maybe, yeah, like, temperature-wise, but if she fell over and she got caught up in the the waves and stuff, she would have instantly drowned. That's true. Like, if you, like, from, like, from, if I had to assume what it's like to drown, like, 
Like the with, undertow type? With the undertow and like all the waves and stuff. Like when you're under, you don't know which way is up and which way is down. Oh, yeah. True. So you could be swimming down yes. thinking you're trying to get to the surface. And like with all the waves coming off of the, right. the from the sides of the oh, ship. Oh, God. That's got to be... Oh, that's got to be a horrible way to die. Yeah. So, like, I don't think the temperature is relevant. Yeah, probably not. Um, actually, um, a guy that I dated in college, his roommate had a younger brother who they went on a cruise for his senior trip. <gasps> and not exactly sure what happened, but he, I think he was drinking and he maybe got in a fight with his girlfriend or something. And he went overboard. I think I remember that. And they've never... I remember hearing about that. They never found him. And, I mean, they're they're probably not going to. I mean, the likelihood of finding somebody when you go overboard in international waters in the middle of the ocean is, like... That's his poor family. Unlikely. And anybody's so, poor family. Yeah, and that, that's so sad. Like, never having a, somebody to lay to rest or... Right. No closure. Right. So, I kind of want to talk about theories, and I think there's, like, three of them. So, we're going to go. So, first, there's Disney's theory that Rebecca was swept overboard by a rogue wave a rogue wave which that theory does not add up to me like I've read in numerous places that there were no stormy seas reported at the time that they believe Rebecca disappeared and according to the private investigator Ram that's been working with Rebecca's parents a wave would have had to be 100 feet high to actually sweep Rebecca overboard, which would have been felt across the entire ship and should have been recorded in the ship's log. Yeah. And as far as I know, no such incident was recorded. So, and Rebecca's mother also, like I said before, um, she said that from where Disney officials told her and Rebecca's father that Rebecca went overboard, it didn't seem possible to her for Rebecca to have just been swept overboard from that part of the ship because there were six foot barriers on deck five built specifically to keep crew members and passengers from going overboard. But I feel like, okay, if, if it was a 100 foot wave, like you wouldn't have seen that on camera. Right, and people would have felt it and, and noticed like the, it. And like the lawn chairs or whatever. Right, you would know, have been disturbed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, no, and I've watched um, a couple like news interviews, and they interview people getting off the ship. No one felt any like no mm-hmm. one said they felt anything. No one even really like I think they said they heard that someone was missing, but it wasn't like a big deal. Like they didn't make a big deal mm-hmm. out of it. You know, hush hush. Right. So I honestly don't think that theory is accurate. Like I just I feel like given everything that we know and the events surrounding that night, it's not likely that a wave just swept her overboard. Um, especially because, like, no stormy seas were reported, Mm -hmm. you know? And there were... And were there not more cameras elsewhere on the ship that would have captured her going overboard? Mm -hmm. Or at least walking in the direction of where she allegedly went Mm -hmm. overboard? Like, I don't... Like, something does not add up. That does not compute. Like, something's not right here. Right. So, and then a lot of ships nowadays are supposed to have, like, overboard... um, monitors i guess or alarms that will like go oh, like off when somebody goes or something yeah. which i don't know that this ship had that i guess i guess i don't know um so yeah i definitely don't think she just went overboard but by this rogue wave like right um and then there's a theory that rebecca committed suicide and jumped overboard intentionally and like i said the coriums don't believe rebecca took her own life and committed suicide she actually had recently bought tickets for her parents to visit Disneyland Paris. And those tickets were found on a table in her cabin when her disappearance first emerged, which that seemed like a sign of somebody like looking forward to the future, not somebody who wanted to take her own life. 
but I tend to not think she killed herself either. But then again, when people I, commit suicide, they're not in their right mind. I don't necessarily think that she committed suicide, but I don't think their reasoning um, to, um, to right. avoid that option is valid. Um, well, you're not, like I just said, you're not in your look right at, mind. Look at Robin Williams, the right. happiest comedian, you know. You don't know what people, you don't know, you don't know you what don't people know are going through. battling, so I feel like, you know, her planning to go to Disneyland is not, is irrelevant. Right. But, like, it's hard to say definitively that there's no way she committed suicide and jumped overboard because. I mean, if she was distraught and upset mm-hmm. and heartbroken and, you know. Well, and, and mental illness is so scary and, like, you're not. Like, you can't think clearly, and you might think that, like, ending your life is the only way to make the pain stop, you mm-hmm. know? And then and then there's also that Rebecca's ex-girlfriend said that she had contemplated and even attempted suicide before. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, I don't think she jumped over intentionally. I don't necessarily do either, but I, I'm... But I don't want to rule it out. Right. I mean, it's definitely I'm a just laying out what, like, from a different perspective. Yeah, no, and I, I agree because, and I even had that written in here. Like, I mean, you don't know. And if she just had a threesome, she may have regretted it or, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just. Or if she was sexually assaulted, Right, too, exactly. I mean. And then last, there's a theory that she met with foul play, which is kind of where I land. Right. I don't. I don't know why. I just feel like she met, like, a nefarious end. Like, something bad happened to her. I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tracy told the son that she didn't leave the room that night. But what about Devin? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe he... He was probably never interviewed to begin with. But Yeah, probably not. But, like, maybe he murdered her by throwing her overboard because he didn't want to share Tracy. Because, from what I read, she was already with Devin when she met Rebecca. And then they were, like, they had, like, separated, and then he started working on the ship again. Triangle. And she was, like, dated yeah. both of them. Like, I don't know. Um, and this is pure speculation on my part. I have no idea if Tracy or Devin were involved. And I haven't read that anywhere. Just me throwing things at right. the wall, seeing what sticks, kind of. But Tracy and Devin have never been arrested in relation to Rebecca's disappearance. Never been labeled persons of right. interest. Like, or no suspect. one's ever... Because there really wasn't an investigation. No, there wasn't. So, like I said, don't don't come for me. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just throwing things mm-hmm. throwing things around. But I mean, it would make sense that he didn't want to share her. You know. I don't know. Dudes are weird. This is true. It could be his total fantasy, and right. maybe maybe he's like, yo, yeah, you know, two women, and then realized. Rebecca or Rebecca realized that wasn't her thing mm-hmm. and I mean there's just so many right you know right. options like yeah so yeah. I don't and then the sexual assault allegations being thrown in there you know maybe they're saying it was a threesome but it wasn't mm-hmm. it, I mean ugh. yeah there's so many like yeah. different yeah alternatives mm-hmm. there. and variables to it mm-hmm. so I just want to talk a little bit about crime on cruise ships, mm-hmm. and I touched on this very, very briefly, but I did not know, like, how prevalent it was. Mm-hmm. Um, according to cruisejunkie.com, 357 people have gone overboard on cruise ships since 2000, which is an average of about 19 people per year. So almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. And not all these people died. Like... There were some reported overboard passengers on the website that did survive. Okay. Um, but, and it's like, I think it's like a, um, 
like a self-reported website. Link. Oh. Um, and that's like a forum or something. Yeah. And there have only been two people reported overboard on the Disney cruise. Um, according to the table on cruisejunkie.com, Rebecca was the first in 2011, and there was another person reported overboard in 2017. Oh, so earlier I said 07, but it's 17. So yeah. I was off. And so do we, do we know if that, we didn't know if that person was a cast member or if it was a guest. I don't, I'm and not sure. We don't know if that person survived or not. I, I don't know. I could look it up probably. I'm but. just. Um, but yeah, it's like in the table breaks it down by like cruise line, like, you know, Carnival, Royal Caribbean. Norwegian. Yeah. yeah. Disney. So like I said, Disney was only had two people, which is not that many compared to you know, some of the other cruise lines. Yeah, 19 a year. Right. So most cruise ship disappearances are written off as accidental or suicide, but each is recorded by the International Cruise Victims Organization, the ICV, which is a group founded by U.S.-born Kendall Carver. So he started this because his own daughter, Marion, who was 40, uh, she was married to a British man and had a teenage daughter in London when she disappeared during a seven-day cruise in 2004. Mm -hmm. So a cabin steward noticed her absence on the second day, but nothing was done. (sighs) So when the ship docked, the crew removed her belongings and donated them to charity. As if she was never there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that is accurate. Like, they do a check. Because, you know, when I went on the cruise, they would check and make sure everybody was in the room. That's supposed to, like, you're supposed to have, say, four people in this room. Are there four people, you know? Yeah. Um, kind of thing. So they do do, well, do do. <laughs> they do checks. Um, so Kendall, who was a retired insurance executive, searched for years to find answers about what happened to his daughter, but he never found anything. That's sad. So in the end, he turned his efforts to improving safety at sea and in getting the FBI to assume jurisdiction for all crimes committed against U.S. citizens at sea, meaning that Americans now have better protection than anyone else in the world when it comes to, like, crime on cruise ships. Mm-hmm. But Rebecca was an American. She wasn't. Nope. She was British. So according to a 2017 Daily Mail article, um, Carver said, quote, security on a cruise ship is run by these cruise ships, and they are not going to do anything to help some of the crime cases because the cruise ship may then be liable. Mm-hmm. I know of rape cases when the cruise ship takes a report, then goes to the person accused directly, and it becomes a case of he said, she mm-hmm. said, and nothing happens. And in terms of investigations being carried out by the flag states, it's a joke, end quote. Clearly, in this case. Mm-hmm. And then the whole rape thing, like I just said, would it, like she was on the first deck which is where the medical mm-hmm. area is. So if she was sexually assaulted, and I'm not saying she was, if she was, she could have been going to report it, and she could have reported it, and they're like, yeah, we're not dealing with this. And, you know, hush, hush. Get rid of the liability. Swept like, it under the rug. They don't want the liability. Right. right. So um, where we are today, um, Rebecca's parents and their daughter, Rachel, are prevented from speaking about her case as part of a settlement they reached with Disney in 2015. Mm But in an interview at the time, Mike, Rebecca's father, summed up their anguish saying, quote, we don't know if Rebecca is dead or alive. One thing we have always said is there is no way she just went overboard of her own free will, end quote. So kind of just want to sum up everything really. According to cruiselawnews.com, the bottom line is this. 
disappearances at sea like this fall into a no man's land. Mm-hmm. Like the FBI takes the whole not my problem approach and the flag states investigation will end up in a file cabinet in an old building in Nassau mm-hmm. in the Bahamas. And Disney's investigation files will never leave the cruise line's risk management and legal departments. So it's, like I said, so, no man's land. It's like, it's so, like, I will probably never go on a cruise after doing this episode. I want to go on a cruise. But, I mean, that's kind of where it is. Like, her poor family, this has happened eight years ago, almost nine years ago now. Mm-hmm. And her family will probably never know what happened to her. Right. You know? That's real sad. Yeah, yeah it is. It's, it's like bananas there's so many different variables that mm-hmm. i don't even know if i could come up with my own theory but like what like this I, is what i think i can't I, do it i think she met with foul play i don't i can't tell you how yeah I like specifics. who did it I, I can't pull a clue you know crown mm-hmm. mustard on the deck right. like i don't i don't know it's just it's really sad but if you have any information about the disappearance of rebecca corium you can contact rebecca's family through their website at www.rebecca-corium.com And y'all, I do um, want to remind y'all about the episode suggestion uh, that we have it in a Google form, Google Doc or whatever, um, and the Ask the Homegirls form. Um, we want to hear, you know, what episode you'd, you want us to cover. Right. We, you know, so occasionally we'll get, you know, a comment on our Apple uh, review or, or social media or a message on Facebook and um, we do take that into consideration. We do. We we do keep a log, you know. And as we've said before, Ariel right. and I are very organized and <laughs> our spreadsheet is on point. Right. So, um, but you know, but we have gotten a couple um, of like suggestions. Yeah, but it was pretty much the same one. Yeah. But um, uh, also, if if you want to give us a suggestion and you want us to. Give you a shout out at the beginning of the episode. Let us know, or if you want to remain anonymous, I let us know. I that think too. that's on the form too. I think oh, I had that question. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, and we also love the the one time um, we did the ask the homegirls. That was right. really fun, and it just like mm-hmm. switched it up a little bit. Actually, we did get a second question, but we, we had kind of already, already addressed it, it yeah. in our in our um, intro. So, so, so. Um, yeah, let's keep them coming. Right. You know, you can access these forms on our Facebook page. Or um, if you want, just message us. We'll send you the Google Doc form uh, link, and um, we we want to interact with you guys. Yeah, we look forward to or feedback. You know, right? Just whatever. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, so that's the case of the disappearance of Rebecca Corium. Thank you for listening to Homicide Homegirls. If you enjoyed today's episode, head on over to our Facebook page and leave us a review or rate us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. If you want to be the first to know when an episode is released, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Homicide Homegirls, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Homicide Homegirls Podcast, and Twitter at Homegirls Pod. If you would like to suggest an episode, use the form located on our Facebook page. Once a month, we plan to answer fan-submitted questions in a segment we like to call hashtag AskTheHomegirls. So be sure to use the form on our Facebook page to submit your questions.